The following episode contains just a bit of explicit language. You know, there's some customers who've been around longer than I have, um, but the people who I've su- supported in the you know the beginning of my time at Buffer, like you know, I happen to know that this one woman really needs this one feature on the Android app. You know, so we'll like send them a test, send that person a test build, and that's like that kind of stuff is totally legit. Um, so yeah, even if it's not an official program for VIPs, like you can sort of get a lot of distance from just that like level of friendship, I think. Hey y'all, I'm Chase Clemens. This is the Support Ops Hangout. This is a show that helps you deliver a better support experience to your customers. Now, as always, we've got some of the best support pros in the business. So before we dive into this week's topic, let's go ahead and make sure you've met them. Uh, Out last week, but surviving the Apple Store horror story experience and all of that is uh carolyn carolyn's back from buffer how are you i'm good if you want to hear about my horror story my experience at apple i was telling chase no 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 wait let's save it for the end that way they have to listen to the end no i wasn't going to tell the whole story oh but i was just going to use it as like bait to get them to the end of the episode okay you know like they do like every week on like whatever you know we're going to announce who's off after (laughs) this commercial break okay okay (laughs) So, but I will say, all right, so there was two companies that you were dealing with. We That's what I was going to Yeah, and then we'll reveal which company was which at the end. How's that? Okay. I had one great customer service experience and one very bad one in the same day. One was Sunglass Hut and one was Apple. And you can guess which is which. You'll find out after the break. <laughs> oh, and next up, Jeff from Wistia. How are you? I'm good, Chase. I'm great. I don't have any Apple mishaps to report on. Yeah, this is why I'm still writing my MacBook from like 2014. It just it hasn't broke. I don't want to like jinx it, basically. Knocking on wood. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So this week, uh, it's the last episode in our boundary series. So we're going to be focusing on, on basically customer boundaries that you've got going on. You know, we, we've got customers. We've all been you know, doing this for a little while now. All of our companies have been around for a little while. So you probably have customers that have been with your company forever. And with those, it can be really tempting to set up like perks, special benefits, like VIP treatment, like that kind of thing. Um, maybe if they pay you more money, you know, they get special access or, or whatnot. So uh, we want to talk a little bit about the line for those types of VIP customers, the boundaries that you want to have with them. Um, so Jeff, we'll, uh, start with you on this one. Um, any, so for, for customers that have been with Wistia for a while or for customers that you really like, like Basecamp, you know, we love Wistia and, and you know, it's fantastic. Um, is there any kind of, I don't know, do, do, is there any perks that I should be getting that I'm not? <laughs> um, we don't, we don't, good question. I think like any customer that's been or any business that's been around for a while, there are some perks or parts of it that are explicit and some that are sort of informal and just come with being around for a long time. We ran a uh, a pricing report recently and someone is paying us $12 a month (laughs) and no one could remember a plan ever that was set up for someone to pay us $12 a month. Our current entry-level price is $100 a month. Someone out there got a price at some point in the far-flung past and has just been paying $12 a month ever since then. <laughs> so 
quite similarly, before we had a shared inbox, you might have gotten an email from me directly and people still respond to that email and that email thread six years later. <laughs> um, that is, uh, th- those are, I guess, something, you know, you could call them VIP customers because they can now contact, you know, everyone up to the CEO directly. Um, but that there's nothing formal uh, about that. We have learned, you know, over or over time, we've experimented with um, having tiered support. Um, so certain customers fall into a bucket that we have set goals around response times, different response times for, for example. Um, but honestly, I don't know how I feel about that. Uh, and I thought there was a re- really great um, blog post from Jason Freed uh, from back in the day that uh, that speaks to that more directly. Yeah. Um, so I'll find that one and put it in the show notes. But basically what happened with us was uh, with Basecamp 3, we knew that there were going to be some kind of tiers to start. Um, so you had like an entry level and then you had like a little bit higher and a little bit higher. And then you could top it at the top with our enterprise package. It was 3000 bucks a year, you know, unlimited yada, yada, yada and all that. Uh, you get your own personal SLA. Like if Basecamp was ever down, then we would give you money back in the form of credits and things. Um, you get your own account rep. You got special training. And, and like, basically we're like, hmm, if we charge $3,000, what other shit do we have to push in there to make it worth it, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess I got to like put that little tag. I now have an audio tag just for you, Jeff, that starts out the episode with like, this one might have some explicit language. <laughs> Um, I just have it saved now so I can go back to it. Um, but yeah, so we had that enterprise package and for us, it created so much manual work that it was kind of ridiculous. Like, so now you have an SLA about, uh, so you're going to get so much per hour back for every hour that Basecamp is down. So you have to figure out like, you've got to have this mathematical formula that tells you how much people should get back in credits and you have to figure out how to apply those credits to the account. Right. And that's just because you decided to throw up an SLA just because you like had to fill out a package. Basically Mm -hmm. Um, the training, like that was one thing that was really interesting because we, uh, we enjoyed doing those trainings. We, you know, felt that the people that went through those trainings had a better fit with Basecamp at the end. Like they kind of knew the Basecamp way, which was really cool. Um, But like, they also came with an account rep. So you have to have somebody that is an account rep. You have to figure out how to let other people know about that account rep. Like you have to have that rep keep up with all the people that they have accounts for. Right. And then what happens if that rep is gone for the day? Like, does that customer just wait around to the, for them to get back or like, what's the rule for that? So um, it, it, it added complexity for us, which was something that we didn't want, you know, um, comp- complexity means you have to uh, pro- uh, policies in place, processes in place, like, and then you have to have rules for all this and then exceptions for all that just because somebody is a quote unquote enterprise customer, right? Uh, And for us, it just really, they just didn't feel like us. It didn't feel like Basecamp. And it, it, again, it introduced complexity where there really wasn't a a reason for it to be there. Um, So we did away with it. We like any, if you're on an enterprise package still, that's cool. Like you can still stay on it and, and all that, but we don't offer it anymore. Um, so yeah, that's the, the article that you were, I think, right. Is that the one you were talking about? Yeah. Yeah. And it rings very, very true. Um, especially so, so in that post, Jason's talking about complexity and especially some of the things he said around like, uh, some red flags for 
creating complexity are things like, well, there's probably some things we don't know, but we'll figure them out later, like when we run into them. And uh, that makes a lot of sense in the right context. We do that all the time, but you really want to make sure that that's on strategy. Um, you know, we're, we build software for a living. We don't, we don't work at hospitals or, you know, other life, life threatening things. Um, so sometimes we can be like, you know what, we'll figure it out. Like we're just going to give it a shot. But if you say that to everything and you don't do the critical thinking work of saying like, is having VIP customers a really important thing for our, for our business? Um, if you don't do that critical thinking work and you just say like, well, it would be nice to have that extra money and you know, having people pay more is always a good thing. Um, then you end up with all kinds of complexity all over the place. Uh, yeah. One that we've talked about extensively on this uh, on this show, but that applies to our current um, situation is we've been thinking about 24-7 again. Um, I have pretty strong feelings about the ridiculous amount of complexity that comes with something like that. But yet still, there are people that call us up or whatever, email us and say, oh, you wouldn't believe how interested we are in something like that. Um, and, uh, and so, yeah, a framework that says you have to think through some of those problems before you can sign up for that, I think is really important. Yeah, it's so what, what is right now very clear boundaries, right? You don't run 24-7 support. You run 6 to 6 or 8 to 5 or whatever it is that, that y'all run. Then becomes, all right, well, we're moving the boundary for time for more money. So a customer, if they pay us more money, can shift that boundary and get 24-7 support. Well, now it's, well, what else can they pay more for and get? Like that, that boundary kind of, instead of becoming a, a nice clear line or fence or whatever, it's now like, it, it shifts depending on how much money you want to give us. And that's always, like you mentioned, it, it brings, it breeds complexity at that point um, because it's not the same for everybody. It's now it's this person has this agreement with us. This person has that agreement with us and so on. Carolyn with, with buffer, like, you know, y'all have been around forever. Like what some of your oldest customers there, do they, well, like Jeff was mentioning, do they get like, do they have like whatever your, your work email address is so they can contact you? Yeah, two of them that I related to was the like some of the grandfathered pricing, um, my email address or Joel's. Although in most cases nowadays, not all, but most, you're better off just writing to the support team. <laughs> You'll get a better service and faster, and the person will actually know the answer to your question. Um, and also, like, there's a bug flying around in here, and if it lands on me, I'm going to freak out, which is why I was, like, looking up because it was buzzing like it was going to land on me, and I was getting ready to freak out, but uh, I didn't. So that's why on the video version of this, <laughs> I was, like, I swear I'm paying attention. Um, the see, other... Maybe we should have hidden the video version behind, like, a VIP <laughs> membership. Oh, see, and you connected it. Wait, can we play the Where's Carolyn game? Like, wait, where are where are you? Oh, I'm in Nashville for one oh, more okay. week. Yes, Got and it. then I'm out for a bunch of weeks because I'm in Europe. Um, so with that, since you did bring that one up, okay. Oh, I was gonna say since you did bring that up, that one up about the email. That one's really interesting. If if a customer does like, you know, somebody that's been around forever that does have your email address and emails you, um, if your inbox was caught up, right? Like in a, in a wonderful buffer unicorn and rainbow world. Alternate universe. Um, yeah. Alt, alt, 
uni, whatever. Um, <laughs> would you would you go ahead and answer the customer, or would you still like slide them over into the support queue, like forward their email over, or, or that kind of thing? depends on how hysterical um if it's that they've if i know the answer um and it's they're actually urgent sure um but usually i say like i got this i hear you hold on let me investigate Mm -hmm. yeah i try not to say can i bump this person to the top of the line but um generally there's a reason for it so you know fair enough Um, yeah but the other one i was gonna say is um sometimes we have like built custom builds or like have certain feature flips that we've turned on and then, you know, or like we've been testing out and then we didn't actually release and people said, I really liked it. I know it's not going to be supported and it might break, but can you leave it on for me? And we've gone like, okay. Um, so there's definitely, and yeah, I mean, I, I, I know, I feel like the answer that you're supposed to give is no, but like I definitely treat the customers that I know personally and have worked with and have history with like yeah of course you like look out for them so now i wonder what perks i should be getting with y'all that i'm not <laughs> no i will say y'all <laughs> just a plug respond <laughs> again from buffer like y'all have been great and rolling out some great treatment with us for, for okay. now since we started using it um yeah and the real answer for all of this is well every customer is a vip so okay. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, the last time we talked about VIPs, I got like three or four emails about that being like, no, really? Like, okay, that's, that's cool. But like, let's be real. Let's just be honest. Um, yeah. I mean, so with the feature flags and all that, that's interesting. Like with us, it was, and maybe, I guess it's a byproduct of us not doing like, so like when we prep a feature and get ready to release it, like it's out to everybody, like we're, it's there, it's done. Um, there's not really a way to turn it on for one person or, or two people or anything like that. Um, like what's the, so you mentioned a little bit earlier about their expectations. They're like, yeah, it's not supported. If it breaks, it breaks, that kind of thing. Um, is that like, is there any thought given on the team side as far as like, oh, like this might break that one thing. Like, let me spend an extra three or four hours to make sure it doesn't break that. No. <laughs> yeah, it's just like roll the dice. If if it still works, yay. Yeah. I mean, you can't, that's the whole point. Like you can't sunset a feature and then still worry about it. The whole point of sunsetting a feature is because mm-hmm. you don't want to worry about it. And in general, like we just had this discussion actually about something else. Um, in general, I don't condone that because even if you make them swear six times over that they are okay with it and they understand that it's not, it's a, you know, it's a beta feature and it's not going to break, it's not going to, necessarily work um people are set and annoyed and their work gets lost when it stops working so it's not a great experience in in if i have a vote in the conversation i usually recommend having a timeline on that so okay you want to give someone access to something for x number of months because they really love it okay um but try not to make that like a forever thing yeah totally um so Jeff, uh, for customers that you mentioned, like you're pulling like um, those pricing reports and everything earlier, like one of the things that we do with Basecamp is every now and then we'll look at like who our oldest customers are and like do something nice for them, you know, whether it's send them something or, or whatnot, just a, a nice like little token of, hey, thanks for being with us for so long. Um, does Swiss do anything like that? Like, you know, any kind of gift back for customers that have been around, like no strings attached. It's not like you're giving us money to get something special. It's just like, we just want to be nice. 
Oh, totally. Uh, although we've never done it um, in that uh, in, like planned of a fashion, um, or or, or uh, what's the what's the word like organized of a fashion <laughs> as as you do? Where, oh, let's see who our oldest customers are and let's send them something. Yeah. Um, we did we do cards like thank you cards or or you know we did Christmas cards, um, holiday cards this year, but it was just hey, come up with a list of things you uh, of people you'd like to send something to just to say thank you for being maybe a great advocate or a great customer. And in that case, I don't think we're trying to make any kind of trade there, like tell them that there's a VIP customer in some way. And if, if we found someone was really taking advantage of that, like, hey, you know, using it in the way that you hear the stories of people using a holiday card from the cops to like get out of a speeding ticket, right? It's like, <laughs> yeah, I got this thing from, you know, Wistia. So that must mean that if I have a feature request, they're going to consider it <laughs> way more than for anybody else. Um, if that if that kind of thing um, happens, we try, because we've been burned on this, but we try to be very direct about the type of business that we're building and how we think about working with customers. Like we're, we're, we're trying to build something that works for many hundreds of thousands of people um, and their businesses. We're not looking to build something that works specifically for your business. Um, and so sometimes that means separating the things that are specific to your use case from the things that are specific to everybody's use case. And uh, we, we also try to be very clear about who we're solving for. We're solving for someone who is very non-technical. And um, when you start to get you know, clear about that, people who are asking for something very technical tend to be self-aware to say, you know what, what I'm asking for is actually different than what you're trying to solve for. And I get that. Um, which is again like well-tread uh, material for this for this group for this podcast. Yeah, that's one of those where. So I've been doing some uh, different job to be done cancellation interviews, and they've been really interesting to see like the customers that are like, oh, Basecamp did like eighty, ninety percent of what I needed, and that was great, and we used it until we didn't need it anymore, and then we canceled. Um, it not doing like you you're never so. I remember one lady was talking about, um, she said something along the lines of like, you're never going to find a product that does a hundred percent of what you need for that. Like you have to build your own thing. Right. But if you find something like Basecamp or Buffer or Wistia that does like 80, 85, 90% of it, that's close enough. Like that, that's good enough at that point. Um, I thought that was, that was really interesting. You know, we were hitting this thing, like you were talking about, like you're building for a hundred thousand, 200,000, half a million kind of people. It's, there's going to be some general things that everybody deals with, but it's never going to be like, you're, I don't know, you're making a feature that makes it easier to add puppy pictures to the videos because mm-hmm. of that baker down the street that has like dog treats or whatever. That, that, that's right. Um, <laughs> That's exactly the, the feature that they were looking for. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or, you know, that kid on the corner with a lemonade stand that's trying to compete and just can't get a, like, can't go up against that, that massive Jeff lemonade thing. That kid needs to roll his own solution. <laughs> so, Carolyn, with, uh, you know, as Buffer's grown, you know, it's been really interesting to see y'all go and kind of expand into, like, Buffer for Business and, and kind of that kind of thing. Um, what do you say to people that are like, yeah, I want, like, Buffer for Enterprise. Like, I want to give you more money and get, like more out of it 
Um, well, we don't Academy. have a sales. How do you say no? Yeah, we don't have a sales team, so that makes it first of all easier to say no. Yeah. <laughs> um, nobody's incentivized by that, other than um, you know, obviously, generally wanting to serve the customer and liking our business to get money, but. Um, nobody's like really, really excited about the idea of a customer who is going to pay us a bunch of money, but might not quite be the right perfect fit. Um, so that helps. Um, our technical team really is usually the one who answers that question for us. So if, if somebody says like, yeah, I know you don't have a great solution for the fact that this product is designed for, you know, 40 accounts and I have. 740 like it's worth it to me i'll scroll through and choose the ones like whatever if it's worth it to them then we'll say to the tech team like you know the architecture Mm -hmm. like is this the type of thing that that we can support um and you know a sunil um our soon to be departed dearly beloved cto um often says like well we have to find the boundary of failure so um, you know, if it's, if it doesn't hit the boundary of failure, or even if it does, then that tells us like, okay, do we want to continue to work to make this possible? Because this is the future of the type of, you know, business and customer that we want to support or not. Um, and so that's generally how we build it, um, or how we decide, build the case for that. Mm Um, I'm a little gun shy with those customers. Generally, I find that, um, if it's not really built for them, um, you know, people sometimes want the solution, but, um, and of course, you know, anyone's welcome if, if we can support it technically, but, um, I would proceed with caution. Yeah. I am the same way. Like proceed with caution. That's the, the best because so going back to like the enterprise package that Basecamp offered, it was unlimited projects, unlimited users, like two terabytes of file storage, which I did not like the word unlimited. <laughs> it's so for 99% of the people, it's fine. Like it's, you don't, you don't worry about it. They're, they're never going to get anywhere near any kind of point of failure like you were talking about. But I remember talking with one customer. It's like, yeah, we want to put like 10,000 users in here. And then each of them is going to be responsible for like 200, 300 projects a piece. And like, I was sitting here doing the math and like figuring up and uh, the line that jumped out, uh, he was like, yeah, any member of my team can have anywhere upwards of 1,500 to 2,000 to-dos at any one time. And I was like, first off, wow. Like, just wow. Second off, you could probably stick that in Basecamp, but when you go to load a page, it's going to be like eight, 10 minutes worth of you staring at a blank screen as it's trying to load 2,000 to-dos. Yeah. Um, So that's a good indication that Basecamp is just not the right fit. Um, so I've done that, you know, fall back on the technical like point of failure. Like it's just not, not going to be a good. And of course they're going to press and be like, well, what if we give you more money? It's like, no, that's not what you need. Like you need a different product. Like we know, I think each of us here knows, and hopefully our listeners know like the perfect fit for our product, like our ideal customer and what they look like and what they do and, and kind of how our product helps them. Once you kind of get out of those boundaries, that's when, it just, like we were talking earlier, like complexity creeps in and it does not, it, it's like kudzu in the South. If you've ever seen kudzu, like once it's there, you have to like burn the fucker to get it out. <laughs> it's ridiculous. I don't uh, know what you're talking about. You don't know what, Jeff, have you ever seen kudzu? No. Okay. I'm going to put a link. I'm going to make a note right here and 
put a link about kudzu in here. It's this green vine thing that come up from like Central America, basically. And at first, the um, the South was like using it to replenish fields. Like uh, the cotton would drain out um, nutrients and things. So they would plant kudzu and it would bring it back and it worked for a while. And then everyone was like, oh crap, this is like a weed that just just grows everywhere. So you can drive down the road down here and you'll see it like climbing up telephone poles and wrapping around the wires and enveloping trees. And it's like this green leafy ivy thing that you literally cannot get rid of unless you like just burn it all down. Huh. Yeah. Good lesson. It's a mess. Um, yeah, I'll put a link in there. Sorry, I, that, that random southern part that I just happened to know. Um, yeah, all right. So I, I think we can all kind of like come to the agreement, like special VIP things, probably not a good idea. Natural things that happen, whether it's you get somebody's email address or um, you know you happen to give gifts or credits or whatever to like some of your oldest customers, that's okay. That's, that's all right. Um, any last things that y'all want to throw in before we head into like the uh, the big reveal for Carolyn's? <laughs> I I have something, but I'll let Carolyn go first. Oh no, you go. Okay. Um, well, We're so sort of civil here. Like I, I love it. It's just like support people. No, it's okay. You go. <laughs> I, I I just think it's important to add that as people who aren't answering support tickets every day, that's me and Carolyn. Um, I find it extremely helpful to have a bucket of time that I set aside for the people who write to me or the customers that I may be able to have interactions with through Twitter, or we have a Slack community for Wissia customers. Um, it's just important to bucket that or vouch or, or like time box it in some way because it can expand forever, right? We work with a lot of people and a lot of them have thoughts about how our software can help their business, which is a really, really great thing. And their input is extremely valuable. However, it can run you over and you can end up sort of chasing your tail saying, oh, that's the most important problem because that person seemed really excited about it. Oh, wait, that's the most important problem. That person was like crying about the thought of not having it. Um, And you end up being very like emotionally uh, driven as opposed to being able to step back and and think about it at a deeper level. So it's a tough balance to strike, but I think for me, um, finding times within my week where I'm like, this is my time where I'm just going to jump into a conversation with someone and just ask them how it's going, or I'm just going to write to 20 people on intercom and just see if I can get some responses on like why someone logged into Wistia today. Um, it's still extremely valuable. Um, even outside of the support context. Yeah, absolutely. That's one of those where, I mean, I'm in the trenches and doing tickets every day. It's still one of those where uh, the first hour of my day is normally spent with like thank you cards going out to customers that have been with us forever, checking in on customers that have been with us forever, um, checking community stuff, like those kind of things. But like you said, time box, right? Otherwise those can how I forget where the phrase is and I'm sure everybody's heard it, but like the, your, your, the work like expands to fill the time that you give it. Yep. So nailed it. Yeah. yeah whatever that phrase was. I'm, I'm just going with that. Um, that's it. Oh yes. Score one. Um, yeah. So like time box, that stuff, set those boundaries. And if you have trouble setting boundaries around those time, check out the previous episode from last week, because that's what we talked about. <laughs> All right, um, the big okay. 
Oh, wait, okay, I have two oh, things. Okay, go ahead. Before yeah. we get to the big reveal. Okay. <laughs> it's my show now. <laughs> um, okay, one thing I was going to add, loved Jeff's point, not related, but um, on the like a VIP experience um, and treating your customers who've been with you a long time, like, um, <clears throat> I think it's totally okay to talk to them differently and treat them like pals and use lingo and... Um, you know, you can sort of get pretty far on just that kind of stuff. Like there's really a lot, there's a lot of psychology around being an insider in group versus out group and treating a customer like they're in the in group. Um, like they're kind of an extension of the team. It's totally legit if that's true. Um, and that is a really fun experience when you have been, you know, there's some customers who've been around longer than I have. Um, but the people who I su- supported in the, you know, the beginning of my time at Buffer, like, you know, I happen to know that this one woman really needs this one feature on the Android app, you know, so we'll like send them a test, send that person a test build. And that's like, that kind of stuff is totally legit. Um, so yeah, even if it's not an official program for VIPs, like you can sort of get a lot of distance from just that like level of friendship, I think. Um, the other thing I was going to say is, can I do a sh- an old school shout out? Sure. Okay, is it okay if it's another podcast? Oh, is, I, is it in the support realm? Okay, it's allowed. Yeah, it's allowed. <laughs> it's different though. Um, <clears throat> okay, support breakfast is... Um, I love them. Yes, yeah, absolutely. Okay, okay. Um, my dear friend and colleague um, and Dave Chapman from Buffer and several of his dear friends and colleagues um, in the space generally... European people-ish um, have started Support Brecky, and uh, it's <laughs> really, really great. So I They think actually have breakfast. It's really cool. They actually yeah, do that dance every time they say it. <laughs> Nobody can see me except you guys. <laughs> and the, the like, VIP video membership that we're going to say. Right. And what a joy it is that we get to see the dance. And nobody knows how much I, I wiggle when I talk, except, except people who see me on video. <laughs> Um, I think my mom watches the video thing. So I'm going to get like a text later on and be like, like that, like the wiggle. That was great. <laughs> um, okay. You ready for the big reveal? Yeah. So, okay. We got to set it back up. So okay. sunglass hut, Apple, one was fantastic. One was horrible. Yeah. Um, okay. Thank you. The answer is sunglass hut was amazing. I walked in with, like 18 month old sunglasses that I wear constantly. Um, if I don't have them on my face, I usually have them on my head. Um, and a screw broke and I walked in with them and asked them to fix them and they replaced them on the spot. No questions asked. Um, so I'm now a customer for life. Um, and Apple had a little bit of a perfect storm with both a new trainee and a system being down and some poor time estimates that um, resulted in not that great of an experience. I have had very many good experiences there, but this one didn't, didn't work out in that way. Um, so we'll give them a pass, but um, they were really showed up by Sunglass Hut. I told uh, Carolyn earlier, the uh, sunglass hut, the better of the huts when it comes to <laughs> the hut. That's the only two huts I know. Is there any more huts out there? Like maybe? I don't know. Was the other one Pizza Hut? I missed yeah, that part. Pizza Hut. Okay, good. You've been to Pizza Hut, right? They have those up north. Yeah. Oh, 
Yes, I just didn't know if that was the other of the huts that you Sorry. were referring to. I giggled. Like, I guess there's like Jabba the Hut. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> you take back which is your favorite hut? Uh, no, still sunglass, I guess. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Mine too now, after, after last Monday. There should be more huts. Like a lemonade hut? Lemonade hut, yes. You lemonade hut. <laughs> it's a place to get your lemonade. <laughs> Yeah, if you want to do like instead of the banana stand, there could you know there's always money in a banana hut. Oh, nice! Instead of the banana stand, there's a lemonade hut. Yeah, <laughs> love that. That can be like your tagline. We're not like the other huts. <laughs> lemonade hut, better than all other huts except for sunglass. <laughs> I'm saying that's going to be our new spinoff podcast. Like as Jeff builds his lemonade empire, we're going to be along for the ride. Listen, don't mess. <laughs> All right, so that's our take on this one. Let us know what you think. We're hello at supportops.co on email. We're at supportops on Twitter. Thanks for listening. Uh, we're off for about two weeks or so just because of travel and other things. A perfect storm, as Carolyn mentioned earlier. So we'll be back in uh, you know, a couple of weeks with a brand new series, a brand new episode. And until we see you then, have an awesome week.